bookmarked where you can take a pause and tune in for a look into a wide world of literature. I'm Jaden. And I'm Becca. And today we'll be talking about fractured fairy tales. So what is exactly a fractured fairy tale? A fractured fairy tale is a twist on existing tales, making them either more modern, scary, or applicable to daily life. So for mine, I'll be talking about Cinderella. So in the Grimm Brothers, it's kind of different than what Disney has portrayed it to be. So in the first, um, like the one that they make, it's from 1812. Mm-hmm. And um, so the first difference that we see from Disney's is going straight into it, you have the normal um, mother dies, father remarries the evil stepmother, the and has the evil stepsisters, but uh, what starts becoming different is whenever it comes time for the um, ball, mm-hmm. there's three nights of the ball instead of just one. And after she gets upset, she runs outside, and she doesn't really, she feels like she's never going to get out of this situation. And she runs to a tree, and there's a bird in the tree, and she says, Little tree, little tree, shake over me. The silver and gold may come down and cover me. Instead of there being a godmother, there's a um, a bird. It's a bird? Yeah. Instead of a godmother. And I just think that's crazy. And so she does that for the three nights. And then, of course, she loses the shoe and... Um, Whenever the prince comes to uh, try to find the love of his life, the women, they start cutting off their feet. Like, they'll cut off their heels and their toes to try to fit into the slipper. But every time he's like, no, you're not Cinderella. Or, well, he doesn't know her name, but he's like, no, you're not her. And so um, they're looking for the, for her. And um, she's like the last person to try on the shoe. And whenever she tries it on, he knows that she's the one. And um, whenever he takes her and asks her to be his bride, she says yes. And they leave. And the birds that are in the trees, they come out and they start flying out the eyes of the evil stepmother and stepdaughters. And... Yeah, it's pretty so, crazy. So three nights. So there. So what do you mean by that? Like so three people who are wanting to marry somebody, or is it such one prince? Um. So there's one prince. It's just the ball is in three different nights. Oh, so I thought you meant nights as in like decay <laughs> nights, like an actual person. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. All of them could have married him. Why are they fighting? Like, what? Uh, Yeah. And why... It's it's astonishing that people would would honestly think that they can cut off their literal limbs. I'm like, it's fine. I was like this always. Yeah. um, He's like, no. No, it's not. Yeah, that was really odd. Because he noticed the blood that was, like, all over the shoe. You'd think he would have put out something and be like, hey, you're not going to be accepted if you're cutting off your foot your toe like yeah. I know it's not you do you think after the first or second time he would have like put out something 
or said something. So now at the wedding, there'll be the real Cinderella, and then there'll be a bunch of girls with missing feet parts. <laughs> feet part. He was like using that word right. Feet part. Uh, yeah. And so, how do you feel about it being watered down in Disney World? I think that if it is for kids to read, there is some parts that do need to be pulled out. But um, there was a few parts that probably could have stayed, like the magic tree. Yeah, I think like that's a bird, so much cooler. I mean, I get that she has the the animals and she sings to them and they help her, and so mm-hmm. I can understand that they kept some aspect of that in their rendition of the story. But how cool would it have been if it was like a bird that did all and that three and nights, like three three balls. Them getting their eyes gouged out. I think I would have loved that when I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> Some kids. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, like, them getting an actual punishment for what they've done. Yeah. Or, like, can we get an explanation as to why her father chose that person? Like, yeah, that. Yeah, I think that would have really like why made it better. Because she married him for money. It's not like she was well off in the first place, so why did... And he saw the way that she treated him. I don't... I don't know. (sighs) And I just think that's crazy. Um, I have been reading religiously. Like, I've read four books in, like, at least the last... It took four days to read all of these, but I'm a really fast reader in general, and it is um, the Splintered series. There's... There's three books and then a novella that comes in between the first and the second one. Um, it's splintered, and then it you're supposed to read Moth in the Mirror and Unhinged, and then I don't remember the last one, but you can I can't remember. It's it's great. It's on Sora, um, and there it's basically a twist on the original tale of Alice in Wonderland, um, focusing more on the darker, grim aspects of it, and if Alice had generations of her, like, if, like, it looks past Alice, and it tells the tale of this girl named Alyssa, who is of the bloodline of the Red Queen, which is where, how Alice played into it, and it's, I really don't want to spoil it, but it's about, I mean, she falls down the rabbit hole in her own will. She grows up with this moth dude. Um, she She's torn between these two worlds because she wants to be, she wants to save Wonderland because it's in great peril right now. And she wants to fulfill her duty as a Red Queen, but she also wants to live a normal human life with her childhood best friend, who soon becomes her boyfriend. And her mom was in an asylum for most of her life because everyone thought she was crazy because they have special powers, special netherling things, as the book calls it. Like being able to speak and hear bugs, um, wings, seeing things most people can't see and being scared of mirrors because you can see that you can see through the other world right through them. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, it was really, it sounds crazy, but it was a really, really good book. And I'd accidentally started on the novella, 
mm-hmm. rather than the first book. So I had to go back and read the first book because I was like, so, I was so confused as to what was happening. But it was really, really cool. It was really interesting. Like I, I really, really liked that book. Yeah. And that series. It was really cool. What was probably your favorite part from the book? Oh my gosh. What would be my favorite? Probably. know there's there's not really like a like a like a space to where i could have a favorite part other than like the very end where they get like they banish that like the the evil because there's a red queen that came before and her name's queen red like actually her name's red and she's a terrible person she put this curse on wonderland everything's rotting away Alyssa has to defeat her to gain her throne back and whatnot and she finally like gets to overcome her and whatnot and i think and and she and and that's not a spoiler and in the second book the red queen does something to her that Alyssa doesn't know exactly what it's doing but she puts it as a torch on her heart and it's actually trying to tear her two halves apart her netherling wonderland queen side versus her human side and um at the end they figure out how to fix it and have it all come together so she doesn't die and can actually live both worlds without having a time limit without constraints without anything stopping her and so but yeah it was a really good book i didn't think i'd like it that much it's awesome there's tons of other ones that are on Sora, um, Sometime After Midnight by L. Phillips is really cool, um, Never Ever by Sarah Sabine is really, really cool, um, Stepsister is another spin on Cinderella, that one's really cool too, they're both on Sora, um, there are a few others that weren't on Sora that I'm trying to get into the library right now, but, I'm not really into creepy things, so that one was it was really interesting. It sounds like it. And how many books did you say about this series? It was three books three and books. a novella. So it's 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 smaller. Like it only took me probably two hours of just sitting there and reading it to finish it. Yeah. But they're really, really cool. Any of you girls out there, there's a lot of romantic interest in it, you know. The safe boy versus the... Or boys. Exactly. Any of you humans out there <laughs> who, who are into that thing, like I am, I love reading stuff like that. Like the bad, mysterious boy who wants to ta- like take out her wild side versus the one that she's been safe with all of her life. And you'll see how it all plays out if you read it. Because I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it too much. think that at least if you're into anything fractured fairy tales if you're into any fairy tale in general and seeing a twist on them um this is a really good read yeah it's a really really good one and there's many other fractured fairy tales out there Mm -hmm. and they've got some uh pretty good 
storylines that you don't always get to see from the remakes. So if you're interested, you could definitely just check out, like, just look it up, Fractured Fairy Tales or um, Grimm Brothers, and then put whatever the name of the fairy tale is, and it normally will pop up some creepy version of it. Um, The person who wrote Alex Winnard, her name's A.G. Howard, and she's written a a bunch of other ones. Her next series was to do with, um, gosh, what was it? Yes, it's Phantom of the Opera. It it's I can't, I don't remember the title of it, but it's based on the Phantom of the Opera, and I'm gonna read that next. And she's an amazing author, and I took tons and tons of fractured fairy tales this year. <laughs> did you have another one that you wanted to talk about? Um. Well, I did read one, and it was about Rumpelstiltskin. They haven't really that I've seen made a not creepy version of it. Yeah. It's just kind of creepy no matter what. Well, Shrek's not as creepy. Yeah. Like, when they tried to... Is it Shrek 3 or is it Shrek 4? It's one of them. Is it 3? I don't know. Well, so what happens is there's this poor um, man, Mm -hmm. and he tells everybody about how amazing his daughter is and how she can spin hay into gold string and he's telling everyone this just so because he's just so proud of his daughter even though she can't really do this and the king hears word about it and he says okay well if she really can spin hay to gold string then she's going to come to the palace and if if you're lying then I'm going to hang you by your toes until you die and then if she's telling the truth, then you'll be the richest man in the world. And so he goes to the palace, and his daughter tries to interrupt and say that she cannot do this, and that they should just stop now. But uh, her father just over-talks her, or whatever. He talks over her, and the prince, um, the king, listens to the father, and so he locks her into a room with ten bells of hay. And he says, you need to spin this um, to golden string, all this overnight. And she starts to weep and she starts to cry. And a little man appears and he says, hey, I can do this for you, but it'll come with a price. And so first he asks for something. There's many different versions. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing he asked for is, um, some stories say that he asked for some hair, and then some say that he asked for a necklace. And so she gives it to him, and the prince sees it, and he's very happy whenever he comes back in the morning, and he locks her into a room with 20 bells of hay, and she has to spin it to gold. And the second thing, she starts to cry because she's afraid that this man won't come back. And he comes back while she's crying, and she's like, hey, you have to help me, and he's like, okay, it'll come with a price, and some stories say that she has to give his fingernail, her fingernails, and then some say that she has to oh, give gosh. her ring, and, um, I think they're the wrong version, yeah, <laughs> um, I can't, I can't handle a hangnail, yeah, I, I think it's just talking about, like, cutting off her fingernail clippings, giving it to him. I thought you meant, like, a whole fingernail. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they just rip off the entire thing. Here you go. 
Yeah. I was a little confused there, but after reading it a few times, I think it just means the fingernail clippings. And she was like, what? That's so crazy. And he's like, I'm a strange little man with strange little ways. If you want my help, you'll do this. And um, <laughs> so he spins it all to gold, golden string. And the prince or the king comes back and he's very impressed. And he says, all right. Um, and he takes her to another room with a hundred bales of hay. And he says, you have to spend this all by morning or your father's going to die. But if you successfully do this, then... I'm going to make y'all the richest people alive, and I'll take you as my wife. Mm. And she says okay, because she wants to save her father. Not that she's necessarily interested in this king. I mean, she's been threatening her father this whole time. And so um, she gets in there, and she starts to cry again. And the little man comes back, and he says... For me to do this for you, I want your firstborn child. And she's like, okay, whatever, I'll do anything. And so he does it for her, and the prince comes back the next morning, and he sees that uh, she's spun all this hay into golden string, and he asks her to marry him. And whenever he asks, she decides to say yes, because she's like... I mean, might as well. Yeah, I mean... She says that um, she's been controlled this whole time, and whenever she becomes queen, she won't have to worry about people trying to control her. She'll be his equal. Mm -hmm. And so um, whenever she marries him a year later, they have a child. And um, it's about three days after the child's born, and Rumpelstiltskin comes back, and he's like, hey, if... I want your child. It's time for me to collect what I'm owed. And she says, no, I'll, you can have anything. I can give you anything in the world, just not my child. He's like, well, you said that I'd get your child, and I'm going to take the child. And she starts to cry, and he's so moved by her crying. He's like, okay, I'll give you three days to guess my name, and I won't take your baby. And so um, she starts guessing and guessing and guessing, but nothing she guesses is right. And so he says, I'll be back tomorrow night. And she starts going around the kingdom with her baby. And she's asking everyone that they, of names that they know. And she just hears all these names. And she comes back and she tells them all to him. And he says, no, none of these are it. And it's the third day. And she's just completely lost hope. And she's walking near the forest. And she hears a cackle. And um, the little rhyme that he says to everyone in the distance and he says that his name is Rumpelstiltskin and she's very excited she's hoping that this is the same person and um, she, he gets back to the castle that night and she plays dumb at first she gives some random names and then she goes what if it's Rumpelstiltskin and he starts screaming and he's so mad he said, the, the devil told you my name was Rumpelstiltskin. And he just starts saying all this stuff. And um, he's just very angry. But he decides to let her keep her child. And that's the end of the story, pretty much. And that is that, is that like the true, like the, basically what you gathered from all the different, like real renditions of it? That's mm -hmm. what? Yeah. 
don't even know how to. I don't know how to um, do it. There are some versions where she doesn't guess it, I believe. And he eats the baby. <gasps> but. No! <laughs> yeah. No! Don't eat babies. Yeah. No, that's awful. Um, the Grimm Brothers one, I don't think that they eat the baby. I believe that one's just um, what I said. But there are some versions that she doesn't guess it. And there's no more baby. <laughs> I mean, I just can't even. Why? Why? Just why? Why would you trust a small little gnome man? Honestly. I don't know. Like, I'm just imagining, like, an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> so small and awful. I just. That's crazy. What would you do in that situation? I don't know. She has such dedication to her father, and she doesn't even know in the moment that she will be able to have kids in the future. And she kind of just... Turns out she's infertile. Yeah. <laughs> Never comes back. Why haven't you had a kid? Oh, I can't. I honestly really? don't know what I'd do in that situation. Do you? Hope that I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that I can't have a kid, or I'm just like, well... I'll just never get married. I'll never have a kid. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I, I in that situation, I wouldn't want that kid to suffer. I and don't he didn't think that say, she particularly knew that he was going to eat the baby yet. Well, yeah, but either. even then, you don't want your kid to be stolen from a random yeah. guy. A gnome, oompa loompa-like creature, you know? Yeah. You don't really need that. And sorry, fair warning. Like, why, why? I'm my throat's really hurting. I'm fine. It's not COVID. I promise. It's the allergies. But it might not be as pleasant as usual. Um, thank you guys for listening to us and hearing some of our fractured fairy tales, like what we've read. And um, I don't condone eating babies. Yeah. At all. No. <laughs> just no baby free eating zone no. um this has been Jaden and Becca um we hope you enjoyed the VHS bookmark podcast see you next time bye